word. I felt really dejected and stunted and I completely lost my spark for my job. It was, I can look back on it and now and I can see that it was the clientele that I was working with. Hey there, welcome to Jam with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Jamo with Jen. Today I have Am- Amber Comadera Smith on. She started cake decorating while working as a graphic designer as a creative outlet. Today, Amber is the owner of Cake with Amber, and she helps cake lovers and decorators just like you to create amazing cakes with confidence that spark your creativity. So welcome, Amber. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm super excited to dive in today. <laughs> Yeah, I am too. You are my first cake decorator that I've ever had on the episode or on the show. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm so excited to like hear your transition, especially from like, I I didn't Mm -hmm. like work in, I never like did any graphic design type stuff. So when I think about graphic design, I think that is already like a very creative job. And then you turn to cake decorating as a creative outlet. So do you want to share with, do you want to share with the audience a little bit about yourself? Certainly. So growing up, I was always more creatively inclined. So I was never that math or science brainiac, even though I wish I wish I really was, but you know, chuck me in front of a sewing machine, give me a paintbrush. And I was an absolute whiz. And uh, at the exact day I turned 19 years old, I was employed as a graphic designer at a local paper here in town. So we designed marketing collateral for businesses as well as a weekly paper. And for me, that was just a pinch me moment because it was like, wow, someone wants me to use my creativity for a job and I'm actually getting paid for it. Like I never thought that was even a possibility growing up, actually making an income from my creativity. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I got to collaborate with so many incredible businesses, um, marketing collaterals such as, you know, logos, billboards, uh, vehicle signage, anything you can think of, I've designed it. <laughs> and it was amazing. And I just... I just really thrived in that environment. And I honestly thought I would be a graphic designer for the rest of my life. But there came a time a couple of years later where I just, I felt really dejected and stunted and I completely lost my spark for my job. It was, I can look back on it and now, and I can see that it was the clientele that I was working with. So a lot of the clientele were small to medium business owners, and I'm not having a go at these business owners because I am a small business owner myself. (laughs) And I can totally appreciate that, you know, your funds and finance are so limited and you have to be so careful on what you spend your money on. But typically um, the clients that I was dealing with because of that, were very controlling um, and were essentially telling me how to do my job. So I lost um, all independence and creative freedom. And even if something didn't work, even if a, you know, 
heading was in the wrong spot or it was unreadable. Like they didn't care. They told me that was, you know, their decision as the client, which again, I totally appreciate. It's a collaborative process, but it was, it really took that mental toll on me because I was constantly creating bad design after bad design after bad design. And that really just sucked any joy left from my job. And as kind of days turned into weeks, turned into months, I realized that it really was affecting my mental health and and how I viewed myself as a creative. And I, I realized I needed to find a creative outlet away from my supposedly creative kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> and just by, it was just sheer coincidence, the first episode of The Great Australian Bake Off aired on TV and it was their cupcake episode. And instantly I was literally hooked overnight with cake. Uh, and you can just ask my mom or my husband. It, I just wouldn't shut up about it. But the thing is, I'd, I never picked up a piping bag before. I never worked with fondant. But here I was talking, uh, talking about all these amazing cakes I was going to make. And yeah. my husband goes, Amber, you need, to, you need to calm yourself a little bit. You haven't even taken a class. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the next step in this journey for you. And, you know, he burst my bubble a little bit, rightly so. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, about a month later, I took my first ever cake class and it just truly cemented my obsession with cake. I just felt, oh, I just felt that spark again and that passion coming back. And I hadn't felt that in so long just to have that, that freedom of creativity. So what started out as this form of escapism from my nine-to-five mm-hmm. Um, I look, I, every day I'd go into work and all I would think about was cake at lunch and my lunch breaks, I would be Googling tutorials, um, Googling cake ideas. And as soon as I got home, I'd be at my kitchen counter, uh, baking and decorating. It was just, I latched on to this creative outlet and I just thrived. And then eventually I just started to, uh, get requests for people, for people's birthday cakes and, and celebration cupcakes and, it eventually just snowballed into this amazing business I have today where I just feel so incredibly lucky to have the opportunity to teach other cake lovers and decorators and help instill that same creative passion in other people. Yeah, that is, that's really cool. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's so interesting how things just kind of like line up like that show lined up with when you were when you literally needed something else to like spark that creativity and then it was like oh my gosh this is it I know right yeah and like how amazing then that you get circuiting requests for like the birthdays and things like that for cupcakes and cakes um to help just like fuel that certainty that you could do that Yes, a hundred percent. Oh, you're completely right. And I, you know, I ended up in business. Oh, apologies. my dog is here with me. No That's okay. Yes. As I was saying, I've, um, yeah, essentially snowballed by accident into this business just through to all these requests. And all of a sudden I was thinking, oh, I should probably get a Facebook page or, oh, maybe I should register my name. And then it all just ended up as a a business. It really wasn't intentional to begin with. 
So there, when you had first started decorating cakes and cupcakes for other people, was it more so just for fun or were you thinking like, mm. I'm going to make this into a business eventually? Oh, it was always for fun to begin with. Yeah. And uh, the people that requested cakes of me, they, uh, and actually I experienced that throughout my career and I so feel incredibly lucky that that uh, was the case, but they gave me all of this creative freedom uh, to do whatever the hell they wanted because they trusted me. Uh, they trusted my talent, which was just incredible because that's not what I received as my job as a graphic designer. I was just micromanaged. Um, and yeah. the fact that these people were trusting me to create these elaborate decorative cakes and cupcakes for their special events, like, oh, it, it was amazing. So it started out for fun. And then eventually when I kind of stumbled into the business aspect of it, I thought, oh, I should probably get a bit serious. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you know when you were going to pivot completely out of graphic design and completely into the business? Oh, that's a good question. I really had, uh, you know, I actually did my business alongside my graphic design work for a couple of years, actually, I, yeah. I struggled to let go. And I think part of it was, I was worried I wouldn't make enough income just on cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also had a bit of nerves and anxiety. Like I didn't trust myself that I was talented enough. Uh, you know, there's kind of imposter syndrome thoughts yes. that kind of come up in your head, which is just so wrong <laughs> because we're all amazing, but it's sometimes hard for us to see it. <laughs> yes. And I think so many of us deal with imposter syndrome and we look at other people and we're like, man, they're so confident or like, how do they make that change or how do they make that pivot? And it's like, they've just come to realize that you just have to overcome like, or, or understand more so that like the imposters, imposter syndrome, like doing what you can do that is great. Like for you, like making the cakes, the cupcakes, decorating, all that is so much bigger than that imposter syndrome. Yes, it so is. And I really struggled with that, actually, the beginning of my business. You know, I, especially when I was starting to put myself up there on social media, I was constantly questioning myself and editing, um, uh, editing my social media uh, posts because I was yeah. afraid that someone was going to judge me or someone was going to find out, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And for so long, I, I tried to maintain this likability. So I wouldn't give enough away to people to actually connect with me, which I didn't realize until later, but I was trying to be likable enough that no one would have the chance to judge me. And really, I realized looking back, that was a bit of a detriment to my business. And it wasn't until I looked at the numbers and I thought, you know what, I'm not, I'm, I'm really just a glorified hobby at this stage. I, I need to go, I need to be confident in myself uh, and my value and my talents, and I need to go all in. So I really surrounded myself on social media with people who I really admired for embracing their own authenticity online mm-hmm. um, because they were just being their wholesome, quirky, amazing selves. And they were getting incredible engagement. And uh, from what they said, anyway, all these sales. And I thought, oh, if I can do that, I mean, they can do that. Sorry. Then, then I can surely do that. And mm-hmm. so I, I really made a conscious decision to stop editing myself, to embrace me more 
And it was a real struggle at first because, you know, you condition yourself for so long to question everything, what you're going to post, what you're, what classes you're going to offer, what cakes are you going to post up and everything. You just question everything. Um, <laughs> but, but surrounding myself with my support system and those, the, the um, businesses I followed online, I was gradually able to let go. And I saw such an incredible difference when I, when I did start to fully embrace myself, the connection, the engagement, the sales, like people, people did connect with that. And I didn't realize what I was missing out on really until that kind of transformation happened. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing um, information Mm -hmm. that you're, you you just gave because like so many of us feel that way. Um, And sometimes it's hard to fully explain like how we're feeling, you know, or that like fear of judgment too, I'm posting on social media. Totally. The anxiety, even going up, um, you know, uh, live on camera, like on the videos, like, oh, if I make a yeah. mistake, people are going to think this or that, or gosh, yeah. we just are awful to ourselves. <laughs> like we are yeah. so critical. And I would never think that of anyone else. Correct. Um, honestly, uh, oh, we are just our own worst enemies <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So while you were doing that pivot and starting to post on social media, all of that, where did you find the support? Or did you oh, have support? I, I did. I've been so incredibly lucky in my whole business journey to have, uh, have such an amazing support system through my family, my friends, my husband, even business owners online who I had never met but just connected with um, were always on my side. And it was incredible to have that. And I couldn't have done it without them, if I'm honest. It's, you know, they, they helped to, um, what is it? filter out those, those negative thoughts in my head and kind of make me question my own perspective and my own value. Like I do have value. So that was, yeah, I owe it to them so much. (laughs) Did you have any critics at all while you were making the pivot? No, just, just good. Yeah. Just my own self. (laughs) And we're, we're literally (laughs) our our own worst critics. Like you, we hear that all the time, but like, it, everybody says it. Well, I should say everybody, but a lot of us, mm. especially women, you know, are very critical mm. of what we do and how we do things and what we put out there on social media and how we say things. So no, I completely agree. And, you know, I really feel, um, you know, my job as a graphic designer, I worked, my work colleagues even were amazing. And even though I felt really still continue to feel um, down about my job, cake decorating certainly helped. And they were nothing but, I think like it was really easy for them to be judgmental about it, but they were Mm -hmm. nothing but supportive for me and starting my own business on the side as graphic design. So uh, all around, I've been just so incredibly grateful. (laughs) Good, good. Um, What do you think has been the most challenging part of changing or pivoting out of graphic designer to owning your own business? Oh, yes. A good question. The most challenging for pivoting, it's a mixture of um, recognizing my own self-worth and talent, but also uh, it's so overwhelming going to this business roller coaster ride. You know, you're turning, you're owning your own business. There's a yeah. lot involved with that. And uh, even though I, you know, kind of stumbled into it, eventually mm-hmm. you have to get a bit more serious and you have to have your own bank account and you have to, which sounds so really simple, but it started as a hobby into this kind of 
yeah. passion business project. And so kind of, and, and, you know, I have to have, you know, registered kitchen with the council and that was huge as well. So those um, challenges were definitely interesting, um, but thankfully I got some great help. Uh, again, amazing support system from some amazing people that helped to pull me through who understood how to read contracts, how to read certain terminologies that helped me through the training. And so that, that was definitely uh, tricky for me. Um, and, but without their help, I, I, would have I continued? I, I don't know. It's interesting yeah. to think if I still would have plowed through those, those challenges of kind of officially formulating that business mm-hmm. um, without that help. Mm. The highs and lows are like the roller coaster of owning your own business oh. right away is it's heavy. Like sometimes like the, the highs are really good. Obviously you can ride those yes. for a bit, but when you hit a low, like it can come on real quick and you're like, Oh my goodness. It is so true. Isn't it? And I've yeah. experienced, um, and two memorable kind of pivots in my business. So not only pivoting from being a graphic designer into a cake decorator, but as a cake decorator, pivoting these two pivotal moments where I just felt like I wanted to quit. I completely lost my passion and that tends to happen sometimes. And you know that, um, and I think your passion and your why in your business does constantly evolve and change. And I think it's important to really recognize that and to embrace that. Um, But these, uh, these kind of two moments for me, I just felt uh, just very similar feeling to what I felt uh, in my graphic design job. I just felt dejected. I just felt like, wasn't going anywhere um and so I had these moments of do I quit or do I keep going and that's a a journey of re-self-discovery in a way in my business and ah, gosh it was taking the time to step back and talk to family and friends and to and lucky that I can afford to step back for a short time. I know not all like everyone can, but to mm-hmm. step back and look, try and change my mindset, that outside perspective of what can I do to refine my passion, what really sparks the joy, what's what's you know, trying to think of the moments where I was really curious or, or that joyful moment of oh that's interesting and following following that emotion and that feeling. And then, yeah, pivoting my business, which has worked both times incredibly well mm-hmm. for me. And I've received such an amazing response uh, from my followers, social media followers and my, my clients and my students. And that really did just cement um, that thought in my head that just embracing yourself, embracing your passion, embracing your authenticity can go such a long way. Yeah. I I really like how you put that, how you said that too, because I think sometimes when you are looking to pivot out of a career or change completely, you think that that's like the end all, like I'm going to go from Mm. this, say like corporate job to this next thing. And it's going to be very linear line. And like, we don't, we forget that like you can transform as you start a business or you can make changes and you will grow and you will shed a different skin and like things will come up and change and you'll continue to pivot. Um, But as long as you follow what like makes you curious or sparks that excitement, like that's what you need to do. A hundred percent. And that's scary. 
I totally get it. It's scary, but it's yeah. an amazing thrill at the same time and so rewarding. So rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Going into that, then what do you think has been the most rewarding owning your own business? Oh gosh, there are a couple <laughs> of moments like just to see students walk into my class feeling, you know, looking at what they're meant to be making today and going, oh my God, I'm never going to make that. I am terrible at piping. I'm terrible at doing this. And just to see them throughout the duration of the class gain their confidence and even like being really freeform and creative towards the end of the class is, mm-hmm. oh, it is just so rewarding to feel that, like to see that transformation of being a bit dejected or a bit, uh, I'm not, I've, you know, no high hopes for me to suddenly yeah. going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I made that. <laughs> it's <laughs> an incredible journey and it's an amazing feeling to be able to spark that confidence in someone so they can continue um, feeling rewards from that when they get home in their kitchen. That That is definitely a big thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you Um, with your classes, you do classes Mm. online and in person or just in person? Currently just in person. However, um, I am about to launch an online class in a few weeks or at least a couple of mini classes, which will be amazing just to reach and help um, a wider audience in the Kate community um, yeah. and help people at home um, via their computers. That's isn't technology just amazing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is because you're in Australia, um, yeah. and it's so cool. Like there are so many days where I get I might get frustrated with technology, but like yep. in general, like technology is so cool that we get to connect with people all over the world. Yeah. Um, and like get to know each other and see like what other people are doing, learn from other people. The, oh. We just have such a, an awesome opportunity today. It really, really is. It's oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Um, so going back to as far as like the transition and the pivot and everything, mm. knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would tell your five-year-old self? Yes. Look, I feel as though I would tell her to keep being you, Um, have fun with life and don't worry too much about what everyone else is saying. Just be you and you'll attract the right people in your life. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, So as far as, sorry, I feel like I'm jumping around a little bit with with you today. (laughs) But with your, so you do a bunch of educational things too with cake decorating, I believe on social media. Is that correct? Oh, like, uh, like educational social media posts and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. It's fantastic to connect that way. Yeah. Okay. So people, um, if they want to connect with you, where are the best places to find you? Yeah, sure. So if you want to feel a bit of, uh, get inspired, get creative, learn a little bit about cake decorating. Um, You're more than welcome to find me on Facebook or I do have an Instagram page. And I think probably by the time this podcast is launched, my online class is probably ready to go. (laughs) So you're welcome to jump on to my website, which is cakewithamber.com.au. Perfect. And I'll have all that posted in the show notes as well. Fantastic. Um, are there any good podcasts or books that you recommend? 
Look, admittedly, it has been a little while since I have jumped onto more of a business-focused podcast, um, but I have always loved Amy Porterfield. Um, yeah. Just that marketing guru, I always come away with so many fantastic nuggets of wisdom from her um, from her podcasts and her courses. And, uh, yeah, just covers just a huge range of topics that I can really connect to. So, yeah, definitely recommend checking her out. <laughs> Yeah. Are there any books that you recommend for people? Look, to be honest, I'm not much of a book reader. Uh, That's okay. Moment, anyway, I get too absorbed into it and I just completely ignore my business and life duties because I just love books too much. <laughs> it's almost like a <laughs> toxic relationship. Um, yeah. I can recommend Harry Potter, but that is not business related. <laughs> That's completely fine. Yeah. I always ask because sometimes people read sometimes. We read just yeah. for fun. And sometimes people have like business books or marketing books or just books that they turn to for like inspiration too. Advice. But mm-hmm. you being yeah. in such a creative like mindset makes complete sense that like Harry Potter would be like, yeah, with that, like creativity. <laughs> totally. And even on Pinterest, you know, I always get my inspiration from, you know, jewelry makers, pottery makers, interior design. I always try and see inspiration outside of my own industry because I feel like you can really thrive it's really yeah thrive off other industries um definitely so yeah and there's I'm sure there's so much that you pull from the different industries with what's going on in like just what's kind of trending and all like what people are wanting I guess in colors and things like that too completely completely it's amazing like I love reaching out um Pinterest is so great. <laughs> it, God, honest, it. Yeah. It's funny because I had a roommate in college before Pinterest came out and yeah. she had like a big binder of like pictures that she would pull out of magazines of like yes. things that she liked for help housing and clothes and all this stuff. And now like looking back on that, I'm like, that was, that was Pinterest in a binder. Yes. That is so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember having a similar book as a teenager and you are so right. Gosh, it's crazy to think about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the new Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, is there any other information about your business that you'd like to leave the audience with? Oh, look, um, I feel like we have covered so much today and um, I'm really happy with what we chatted with at at this point. I don't feel like I can add anything other than just to say, just be your authentic, uh, embrace your authentic self and your creativity in your business. And you will form those incredible connections and the guidance you need for continued success. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much because like we talked about, being authentic is so important and yes. not criticizing yourself is huge too. Um, yeah. So I will leave all of your, I'll leave your website, how people can connect with you on social media in the show notes so they can go ahead and follow you um, oh, on the platforms. Um, and then they can see that online course that you'll, or the connection yes. that you'll have um, if they're not in Australia near you um, where they can then connect and learn more about cake decorating as well. Thank you so much. That is amazing. Yes. And thank you so much for being like, allow me to share my story with your audience. It's just been, yeah, a real privilege. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening through another episode of Jamming with Jen. If you'd like to connect more, reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Forstner and make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you're always up to date with what's going on. Thank you.